0: And welcome to another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, earlier this month, we saw the release of the CPI data and showed inflation at 8.6% up from 8.3% the month prior and above analyst expectations as they were expecting a slight decline to 8.2%. So we continue to watch the inflation story and everything surrounding the Federal Reserve and how that plays into the commodity markets as high inflation is really just squeezing every sector of the U.S. economy, including the ag sector. Mike Zuzalo is the president of Global Commodity Analytics, and he says it's hard to narrow down just how much pressure inflation is putting on the commodity markets.
1: Yeah, that's a really tough question because the last time we spoke about inflation, that's been a supply and weather-led inflation, not demand-related. It is still that way, in my opinion. I think the data points confirm that. To give you an example, we're seeing mortgage applications in the latest week and the lowest in 22 years. They're down 6.5% in the latest week, four straight weeks lower. How does that translate into the commodities? Well, lumber prices at the futures market at the mercantile exchange is now down about 50 percent. They're their lowest
0: since last September. When it comes to the agriculture and energy markets, Zuzalo says the impact isn't as clear cut.
1: We had the Organization of Economic Countries come out. They cut their world growth to three percent. That was one and a half percent less than their December forecast, almost all because of the Ukraine-Russia inflation narrative. So I guess to answer your question is we could be doing a lot more, in my opinion, to help secure more supply in the energy and therefore lower the inflationary pressures in the energy. But the levers we have right now when it comes to the energy side of the equation are almost all government policy and not a lot of market mechanism. And I would say the same thing for the agriculture sector.
0: Now, the government does have options in agricultural policy to help lower the impact of inflation, but he says they haven't taken many of those steps
1: yet. There's a lot of policy Things that you could do, it would probably be something that farmers and ranchers would not necessarily want, but the government by and large is laying off of policy things to try and tamp down inflation other than the Federal Reserve. And so my take is is that we're not through the worst yet in the energy side of the equation for inflation. And if Mother Nature doesn't cooperate with us any better than it already has in the Northern Hemisphere so far to date, we're not through the worst when it comes to the ag food price inflation.
0: And he says there are a lot of factors in play that can make things rough for the American economy. Quite honestly, at this
1: point, a little bit scared and nervous that between the high energy prices, housing prices going down sharply, and then the equity markets going down sharply, and then you tack on top of that the fuel prices, and then you tack on top of that the higher interest rates we've already got in the real market, I don't know how you can get away with a hard landing at this point and a deep recession, and whether it's a deep recession that only lasts three months, or whether it ends up being a multi-year, almost depressionary type scenario like we had back during the World War One, World War II time period.
0: With so many unknowns, producers need to be vigilant when it comes to risk management in their marketing plans.
1: Well, it's pretty clear to me between the supply side being so unknown, and now I'm saying the demand side is so unknown, if you're going to lock in hedges, which I think you should during this time period, you got to do it, in my opinion, on paper for the vast majority of what you do. In other words, bought puts using future and options, and I'd prefer options at this point, and just get a floor underneath you.
0: Again, that's Mike Zuzalo of Global Commodity Analytics. Well, the U.S. Department of Transportation this month announced Consolidated Rail Infrastructure and Safety Improvement Grants. The department awarded more than $368 million for 46 projects in 32 states and the District of Columbia. By statute, a minimum of 25% of the funding must go to rural areas, and the grants have nearly doubled the required investment in rural communities. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg says the goal is to make sure U.S. goods move more smoothly across the country and offers rural communities many benefits
2: along the way, it means a lot for rural communities in terms of everything from relocating rail lines, which sometimes means getting rid of crossings, to just having better flow, which means fewer block crossings in your community. And if you're involved in agriculture exports, having those trains moving more quickly and more smoothly, more predictably is a big deal. If you got nothing to do with ag, it still means that this is one of the things we can do to make goods more affordable in stores because we have better supply chains. So I'm a big believer in what we can do by investing in these rail
0: improvements. One grant was awarded to the Iowa Northern Railway Company. Iowa Northern serves customers such as ADM, Poet, John Deere, and Tyson.
2: What this is doing is installing what's called continuous welded rail. One of the movements that we're seeing in rail is going from the old style where you had these joints. So imagine a length of rail, and then it's joined together. Every time you have one of those, you've got a spot that's got to be maintained where something can go wrong, where it needs to be fixed, to being able to have, well, just like the name says, continuous welded rail, it's easier to maintain, and you have fewer issues. And when you have fewer issues, you have fewer situations where you have what's called a slow order, for example, that requires a train to slow down, which, again, can mean more blocked crossings, takes more time and money to get goods where they need to be. So in this case, this is a grant that's going to Iowa up to $7.1 million. It'll let them do about 27 miles of, of this track. That lets them get these trains up to 40 miles an hour where they used to go a lot slower. And uh, it's helping them upgrade that entire rail, which means longer life expectancy and fewer maintenance issues.
0: Another grant for the Southwest Kansas Infrastructure Upgrade Project will make a series of improvements on the Cimarron Valley Railroad. The
2: Kansas one is exciting because we see a direct impact for agriculture. In this case, it's it's not just the rail, it's the ties. Uh, they got about 50,000 of those cross ties, those wooden ties that sooner or later, all of those need to be upgraded. Right now there are stretches there where the allowable speed is only 10 miles an hour. So this allows them to more than double that. You can run heavier loads across the same rail. And again, the bottom line is that more goods can move over the same rail, which means less time and money to get stuff where it needs to be.
0: And even if you don't live anywhere near Kansas, you
2: just might be counting goods that come over those rail connections in the middle of the country.
0: The Transportation Department was able to increase funding for the program thanks to the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law. Secretary Buttigieg says more projects benefiting rural America are on the way.
2: Yeah, we're doing a lot on roads and bridges. And in fact, stay tuned for uh, more news on the bridge front, where we've got, frankly, thousands and thousands of bridges across rural America that need improvement. And it's not just the ones that, you know, God forbid, fall down and make headlines. But just when you see the load limits, or you see a restriction, of course, in rural America, there might not be another bridge uh, for uh, quite a few miles, which means you got to go maybe half an hour out of your way just to get to where you're going. And again, that affects people going about their lives. But it also affects the cost and the delivery of goods trucks got to make that kind of detour. So look for more news on the bridge front, more rail improvements coming. Also airports. We're making a lot of improvements in airports. That's not just for the big global hubs. Those airports can be a lifeline in our rural communities and smaller regions as well.
0: Buttigieg adds it's all about better connecting America. We're just really
2: excited about these opportunities. Project by project, we are improving connections across the country. And uh, you may see this coming to a community near you. You may not even notice some of the improvements. But when a railway gets fixed a thousand miles away, that just might mean goods are more affordable at your local store. And so we're trying to connect everything up together, which is, of course, our job as the Department of Transportation. And just thankful that we have the dollars to work with to really get this done.
0: Again, that's Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. This has been American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jess Allen wishing you a great day.